0: Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Subject, the perils of the promise. The perils of the promise. Let us pray. God, we do thank you for meeting us here and greeting us here. We thank you for being a part of us, for guiding us and leading us. And now, God, as we go into this word and we get through to the end of this service, we ask that you would just Continue to pervade with us. Continue to give us all that we stand in need of. Bless the words that you have given to your servant that I may humbly deliver them and provide them such that we will do our bodies some good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So here we have... What is peril? Peril is a life of fear filled with misery. Sometimes it's sudden in mess, brother Allen, sometimes mess so thick that it seems that the devil is getting the best out of you. Peril, Brother CJ, where where there is dangers seen. Unseen. Peril. Where there's nothing in mind but calamity, Pastor I. Peril. Because you stay in a state of confusion. And essentially, it seems that tough times followed behind you. And all you can see is even tougher times ahead. Anybody ever been in peril? Let me go ahead and do what I always do. Let me get my hand up. Just in case you don't feel the need to raise your hand. So that I can make sure we cover everybody because I know it happens. I know you've been in peril. Peril is where Veronica, you found in a place where you didn't know how to proceed, where you found yourself, you you didn't know the best decision to make, Reverend Jay, and and when you found yourself in a place where you couldn't properly determine a clear choice of action, and you didn't know who or what to turn to, you were in peril. Well, things are always on your nerves. Things are, aka, so jacked up and messed up or in your way or have made things so messed up that you don't even feel like you could talk to God about the problem. And even if he did call God, you know, they say, call him up and tell him what you want. Oh, and you called him, but it didn't even seem like he answered his phone. Hey. You called him by text message. You you called him up on Facebook. You, you went on TikTok, and, and you even used LinkedIn. But you still felt like you were in peril. So you went to your prayer closet. You got in your prayer closet. You bubbled it out. Oh God, oh God, oh please help me Lord. Help me, help me, help me, help me. And it seemed that your prayers. Let me start right here. Didn't get no higher than the ceiling. See, I'm speaking from experience, and so I just want to be real, and I want y'all to know that I'm real. I'm going to tell you how it really is. Times when God doesn't seem to answer. Go ahead. And you feel like you're in peril, and you couldn't find him anywhere when you thought you needed God. Do I have any witnesses in here? Yeah,
1: I just want to, as I tell you, i
0: like to make sure I'm Still in the right church. So, peril. You have no confidence in getting out of the situation. You have no courage that you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. And you just stay there in a confused state. You're dumbfounded. You're befuddled, Sister Leon. And you're at wit's end, you're at odds with the issues, and your person or something that's just confusing. and as Rev Veronica and I father would like to use our good old judge Judy. We're in a kapul. <laughs> <laughs> we look at judge Judy religiously. I get on the Judge Judy channel, channel on Pluto <laughs> <laughs> and look at those old, old, old Judge Judy. <laughs> and then I get on on uh, the, uh, what is that? Uh, um, uh, I, I'm trying to see. Uh, yeah, freeview and all that. And the new Judge Judy, I get on and see her. And she's always in a cabal. Yeah, yeah. We did in a kapofo, <laughs> and so here were the children of Israel at this point in the scripture. And y'all know this scripture well. This this whole story. The point is well known, that and they are at the banks of the Red Sea. No boats to get across. No submarines to get across. No hope. Of getting across, you've been there. You know you have. Come on, somebody. You've been there where you didn't know what to do, and you were standing at your Red Sea. Let me tell you this: like God's people who were kissed by the sun, brought into slavery, raped and lynched and murdered. And Lied on and mistreated and talked about and given the lowest places to live and the lowest wages to work for and the lowest types of jobs. This is Black History Month, right? Before we go out, we got to talk just a little bit about our history. Because like MLK said, they've been kissed by the S.U.N., those who have been kissed. Uh, throughout history, they wanted to cash a check of equity, cash a check of love, cash a check of love and equality, and check of uh, equality and a check of equal opportunity, even equal justice under the law. But like the Israelites, In their history, these folks kept getting their checks back, marked insufficient funds. And God's intentions, believe it or not, were that all men, black men and white men and Jews and Gentiles, men and women, would come together in unity. That was God's wish, and he put it in his Bible to make sure that we knew that. But some man decided they needed to change all of that. I wish somebody would help me preach. Go ahead. So now, 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 let me just kind of enlighten you a little bit. Because you know I love to tell a few stories in there, and I, I heard one yesterday. I hope you get it because I went back and I was like, is this really a good story or not? (laughs) Uh, And let me put my disclaimer out there because this is the Dr. Keith Brown revision of what I heard yesterday. So you get some of my stuff in the story. But Anyway, there was a man who ate as if he were a human garbage can. Y'all know what goes in garbage cans? Everything, everything. So his wife got really tired of him eating like a garbage can and she decided that she was gonna change their diet in their household. So I'm paraphrasing now and, and translating and there's no transliteration or hermeneutical transferring going on here, it's just me Talking about what I thought I was hearing. And so the man's wife started doing oat brand. And it was oat brand this, and oat brand that, and tofu this, and tofu that, and absolute vegan, and it was keto, and it was Weight Watchers. And I suspect, Reverend Veronica, a little kerfuffling started going on. She changed the whole diet. So he was like, wait, 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 wait just a minute, so. so, But she said, but this is for your benefit. And so through the kerfuffling, I envisioned that Brother Rico, they had uh, egg whites cooked without the yolk. No fat in the milk, and certainly no bacon, no sausage, no pancake, and no hash brown potatoes. What's wrong with that? (laughs) So over time, the man died. I I think the story said he was about 90-something, so he lived pretty good under the kerfuffling and the lesser amounts of food that he would desire to eat. And so he gets to heaven, and they showed him around heaven. and All the people were eating anything they wanted. And St. Peter even said to him, he said, well, you in heaven now. It's all free. And you can eat anything you want. So the man ate all the fried chicken he could get. My favorite. Yeah, me and Rick, we, we share stories about the best fried chicken. warning since this is my version of a sturdy man, ate all the pig pee He ate all the chili. He ate all the hog moths. He ate all the pork chops. He ate all the oxtails. He ate all the pig's tails.
1: He ate the
0: barbecue. All oh, that he could stack. St. Peter. Ah, Mountain Dew, yes, 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 you yes, 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 oh, can.
1: Can't go without
0: Mountain Dew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but St. Peter simply looked at the man ah. and said, You're in heaven now. Ah, you know. It's all free. <laughs> Eat anything you want. Yes. And the <laughs> cake. And the cake. Why are they putting everything in there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And St. Peter also said to the man, I know when you were on earth, you celebrated Black History Month. And the rest of those days of the years you spent on earth. But you ate like a garbage can. However, this is heaven. It's all free. There's no peril here. And, And you can eat all you want. So, of course, the man literally thought, I have died and gone to heaven. (laughs) But wait, but wait. Some years later, here comes his wife. Because you know, typically the women outlive the men. So she had a number of years still on earth while he was going on up to heaven. So he said to his wife, look, 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 look. Look, look at the spread out there in heaven. And it's a garbage can. But but eating in garbage can style is inside up here in heaven. And it's all free. She looked at him with that kerfuffle look. And she was just about to correct him and point her finger at him and, and he cut her off and said wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. No more eating bread, plates, and tofu. And while he was expecting her to fuss about the garbage can eating some more, he then interrupted her again and said, So I just got one thing to say to you, baby. And, and, and you are my love, right? She said, yeah. You are my best friend in life. She said, yeah. Nodded and then he said, so look at all those years you had me eating that bread and tofu <laughs> and all that nasty stuff. And I want you to know I could have been up here Enjoy my life. You bet. You (laughs) got. I got a piece of heaven right now, and I could have had a piece of heaven to boot while I was on earth. (laughs) There was peril in his earthly living. I just thought y'all were enjoying that. So let me get back to the word. Here, as we see, was a leader. Moses, faced with many perils before getting to what God had promised him, and his people. Having come to the Red Sea by a circuitous route, meaning it wasn't straight, it was quite narrow, it was quite around and about, and it was not straight, and it was not uninhibited, At all, it was a rough way to get out of Egypt to the Red Sea. So here they come now, finally getting trapped at the Red Sea. Pharaoh, the devil incarnate that he thought he had left behind, is now chasing him. I know you know the story well, and it seems like the devil of the deep blue sea is out in front of him, because they gotta go through some water to get over to the wilderness. Across this vast body of water, water, water everywhere, and there's too much to drink. Anybody ever felt like this? I know you have. So for the benefit of you and RCM 2 now I'm just taking the time to I want to concentrate on two perspectives that I think are pertinent to us. Two perspectives of peril. Before we can get to the promise, we got to get through the perils. So the first perspective is the, the perspective of the leader in peril. And then the second perspective is the perspective of the people in peril. So to relate to you all, the the people, the leaders in peril, and then everybody in peril. You see, all of them faced with perils before, but the promises of God, the promises of the land of milk and honey uh, and the promises of peace and prosperity and freedom. That was what they were aiming for. And to, to get to the promise, they had to endure hardship. They had to endure some things. And so they could look now and think about as they were hopefully getting ready to cross the Red Sea, that there will be no more indentured servitude, no more snatching their babies out of their arms, no more neglecting their thoughts, their intellect, no more neglecting uh, and even pushing aside their spirituality and counting it as inferior others. Your brain should be going in several different directions at this point that you know of as a black person in this country or, or as you look at the Israelites and what they went through. No more craziness. No more incredulity. The perspectives of the leader. The leader walked and talked with God, mm-hmm. but felt confused. The leader was always sure of himself. Remember, he was a stutterer. I can't say I that. I, I can't. Y'all remember that? He questioned how he got to be the pastor of all these folk in he was reluctant, but God chose him. God anointed him. God appointed him. And God sent him somebody to help talk with the congregation. But yet he was still pulled from the floor at times. Because you know what the old folk used to say, he probably felt like he was touched in the heat. Y'all heard him say that. He felt abused. He felt misused, Mr. Matt. And he felt disappointed at times. Well, not always, but he felt that way. So you might say the leader was confused at times, and he'd say to himself, Self! Did God really mean for me to take this route and end up at a decision point that would affect the lives of our great congregation? Self, I need you to answer. but self didn't answer. self was confused. Sometimes, yes, you're legal even your leaders in this congregation Go ahead. feel confused. I'm just being real and honest. Human people feel human emotions. So now let me turn to the perspective of the people, and I'm not going to be long. The perspective of the people were. I'm looking at how you got us out here. Now, what do we do? What do we do? How do we get out of this one? We have to Red Sea, y'all. Do we simply give up? It don't sound like us, but is that what you do? Do we just simply give up? Or, or, or do we just let all the progress made just slip away. What do we do? What do we do? Y'all know that like, on that Tyler Perry movie where the woman said, Byron. And the What do we do? Makes you sick, don't it? I came to tell you today that God never gives up on his children those kissed by the sun at RCM 2 or anywhere else. In fact, look at how God tells them through Moses that in order to get where you are supposed to go, you got to get to the promises that God has for you. But in order to do that, you're going to have to go through some perils. And once you go through the perils, you're going to still have to keep your eyes focused yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it. on him yeah. it and not on the circumstances yeah, say it. that you're in. That's Somebody in range of this broadcast, social media, or here in this room need to know that you've got to keep your eyes focused on God. Amen. Yeah. I don't God. care what's going on God. in front of you. Thank you it ain't what it looked like, oh, so you, we got to keep our eyes focused on God. Yeah. don't get tired yeah. yet, don't give up yet, don't fall yeah. out yet, yeah. don't let it slip, oh my Lord, Amen. cause God got this all yeah. oh, in control. You. I got a yeah. big God is in control thing hanging up in my hallway when you walk into my house. And it says, fear not. It tells you God is in control. I don't care what's going on. And that's what the attitude that we have to take. So that is to say, when God says through Moses, because sometimes he will confirm his word through somebody else, when he says, stand still, it means just that. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Don't look to anything that this world would offer or even that the devil himself would offer. Just stay on the path and focus where God is. That's so true, Pastor. Amen. 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 Let me tell you something, and please listen carefully. When we find peril, we then also can find something called panic. Go ahead. Our leaders and our congregants right here at to RCM 2 have some major issues to handle. Yet, I will tell you that Pastor I and myself still hear that still small voice Go ahead. that says, don't, don't you, don't ever be afraid. That is, don't panic. Don't be fooled by this false evidence that is appearing real, something called fear. And John Maxwell in his leadership Bible says that this scripture projects calmness instead of craziness. I like that. Because that through this scripture we can believe that we can focus on poise and peace, and we can uh, look at how God has been so good to us. Yes, Lord. Since 2009, as a church, God has done things and He's brought us from a mighty long way. You know, when he talked about we come this far by faith, that was the first gospel song I ever learned to play, and I played it with two fingers. Amen. Amen. Two fingers. But I was leaning on the Lord. And I asked them for anointing in my hands. God bless me. I was taking Bach and Beethoven and all that stuff, and and that was what my teacher wanted me to do, God knew He wanted me to play something else, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Lord, if You want me to do this, then You must anoint my fingers." Amen. And He sent my father, to musician, to help teach me, so that I could get into learning the gospel way and doing it and leaning on the Lord. He said I can't turn, for the is far faith. Yeah. Yeah. God will bring you out. God brought us through. He brought us out. And he's handled our crisis situations. So no matter the peril, stand still and watch God bring us through. I told somebody earlier this week that God has always provided for us. Yes, there were times that we felt like we were on the edge. And things were usually attached to our finances. And like most churches, when they don't think they have enough, they begin to get panicky. Well, I don't have a problem with you getting panicky. A little bit. Where you have deep concern. long as you don't panic. <laughs> Say it. Because when you panic, you'll stop believing that God, God will work it out. God, my <laughs> Lord. When you panic, you will fall all out of favor with God because he is a God that says you must believe in him God, my Lord. during the good times and the bad times the perilous times. We've got to be able to trust in him no matter how bad it looks. Amen. If you panic, we're gonna have a problem up here. I just wanted you to know. We don't need to panic. We need to pray. Amen. John Maxwell's book also says that Moses hadn't forgotten all of God's handiwork in the past over the years, and how he projected confidence instead of cowardice. And I say he projected consistency. Consistency in faith and love and and the power of an almighty God. And certainly consistency of faith in the promises of God. So like Sometimes we do when peril strikes. We don't think we will get to the promises of God. We have a God who will then start asking us questions, if you listen. Look in verse 15 where it says, why do you cry to me? In other words, I've already told you that you've got to stand still. Uh-huh. You've got to stay focused. Go you've got to see how I will deliver you. Amen. And I will deliver on time. Because uh-huh. it's always on his time. Now, and here's what I really love about this whole scripture in the New King James Version, which I was reading from, it says that God simply says, Tell the children of Israel, tell the children of refuge too yes. to go forward. Go forward. Right. Since, as I go back into verse number 14, and I I remind myself that I had kind of sort of skipped it, and I went back and I said. Keith, did you hear that word that he said in 14? That he had already, already let them know through the, his servant Moses that the Lord will fight your battle Thank for you. For you. Thank I hope somebody here knows that the Lord God. will fight for you. I hope you know Thank that the Lord. Lord will fight for us. In other words, to you in refuge and our friends, to our partners, to our onlookers, even to our spectators, God says, keep going. Yeah. If you got to beat the drum like the energizer bunny, keep on beating it yeah. and keep on going unless God tells you to stop. Oh yeah, we got some mentors that were our mentors and our pastors, we got pastors that we talked to. And they told us in some of the time that we were away that we don't have perils as we go toward the promises of God. But don't you just give up, don't you just stop, don't you just let it go, (laughs) keep going. Unless God tells you to stop, it. and those were the exact words <coughs> that we heard. Yes. Yes. So I tell you, keep on believing, yes. keep on trusting, yes. especially in your own personal yes. situations. Call yes. God and 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 uh, yes. ask Him to keep you yes. focused. Yes. Amen. God says already. I will continue and I will bring you through perilous times, perilous situations. I made it with you going forward. I put things here for you to go forward. And I'm going to keep on doing it right before your the perils of the promise. Amen.